Young Gun, a podcast about Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. I am Demetri Ravanis, a Bama grad. She is Lauren Brownlow, the biggest Carolina Panthers fan I know, and we are following the team with a microscope on its franchise quarterback. Uh, before we get started, as always, we do have to tell you about our friends at Graffiti, the perfect place to watch football every single Sunday. 19 TVs, weekly prizes. You can throw axes while watching football. There are always specials on Bourbon Pours, Blanton's for $10, Eagle Rare, and Angel's Envy, both for 9 And then McKenna 10-year, Heaven Hill 7-year, and Buffalo Trace all go for $8 a pour. Weekly prizes with their Pick'em Contest. You are not going to miss any of the action. 158 East Cedar Street in downtown Cary. Uh, change your mind about what graffiti is. It is more than just a high-end bar with art on the walls and axes in the air. Although the art is rad. The art is very rad. <laughs> Did you know they change the art every month? Yes. Like, I, I think... like Except I've the been, Michael Scott thing. I think it's been there the whole yes. time. The Michael Scott and the, ben, the bandana. Uh, the uh, You mean prison Mike? Thank you. <laughs> there you go. I forgot what he was called. And I didn't want to make a name up yeah. for that. Uh, yeah, he's afraid of dementors. Uh, the, he, uh, I knew that, but then the last time I was in there, it dawned on me that like, this is nothing like what it was at Lauren's birthday party. Yeah, they, they change it up all the time. It's awesome. And the art's really cool. All right. Uh, thank you to everybody that uh, watches the show on YouTube or hears it on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget, we are on Origin Sports every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Lauren Brownlow. Yes. Another loss. 21 to 13. Was Bryce like too short this week? Through the <laughs> it really, it really is. Even when they were up ten to nothing, no part of me thought they're going to win this game. I did a little. I don't know why. <laughs> Lord, you fool. It, well, it was Kirk Cousins. To be fair, sure, sure, but it was Kirk Cousins not in prime time. Well, I mean, I'd already watched him throw multiple picks, including right. one in which he got popped on, which I've watched on repeat a lot. <laughs> Yes. What is he doing? I don't know. My you son, know how much money you're worth, sir? My son thought that was the funniest moment he maybe has ever seen in the NFL game. <laughs> All right, we're going to come back to Kirk. Let's talk about Bryce Aww. real quick. Was he too short this week? I mean, yeah, li like literally that happened. Uh, on that scoop and score, he yeah. was a tiny, tiny boy. Looked like he was trying to score on Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes as a child uh i think there were so i thought the first drive and the third drive were the two wild spectrums of bryce mm -hmm. we have seen this year because even though you know they put together this long drive and it frustratingly ends at a field goal to open the game their first offensive drive uh he still looked in command the team was running the ball really well the offensive line was giving him time to make plays and then the third drive Holy Jesus, like that was awful top to bottom by everybody on the field. But he did not even look like he knew what he was doing out there at times. No, that drive was the saddest. I, I'm looking back on my notes I sent you because I send Dimitri my very much stream of consciousness yes. notes every week that are usually not at all safe for this, work or this podcast. We should start a Patreon page just so I could like charge people to see your notes. All the creative <laughs> ways I say, uh, you know, the F word in a given. Right. Uh but I, I wrote to start that drive out. Oh, I don't. I guess I don't feel good. Yes, that's <laughs> that's the only way you can describe that. I, I don't know if it they is, also did a sad Sanders run, which I should copyright. They did a sad Miles Sanders run on second and seven on that drive for nothing, for no yards, Dimitri, for zero, because yeah. almost all of his runs go for zero or one or minus one. Mm -hmm. So why do you continue? 
to run into the wall. His literally. first five carries of the game. How many yards do you think uh, Miles Sanders had? Zero. Five. Oh. <laughs> a yard per carry. I thought I mean, maybe the negatives. <laughs> it was it was so like night and day between him and Chuba Hubbard when they had the ball. Yeah, it in was. this game they did give Chuba more carries, mm -hmm. although still like honestly by the last you saw how broken I had become yeah, by the final sure. drive when they continued to run Miles Sanders up the middle. Yep, and he fell forward sadly. Sometimes not even forward. Yeah. Um, I know the O-line isn't great. I'm not blaming all of this on Miles Sanders. I am blaming it on the play callers who continue to continue to run the play over and over again. Like, it's literally setting them back so much. There are you only... can't have a play where you get zero yards with this offense. You just yes, can't. Yes, 100%. There are only seem to be four plays in this playbook. And that's why a, I kind of want to talk about an SSR, Sad Sanders, <laughs> a uh, Chuba Hubbard off, like, between tackle and guard. A Chuba Hubbard, like, ooh. Yes, that's usually uh, the noise I make after his run. <laughs> Bryce uncorking one down the field. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or a screen, which, by the way, like 65% of the playbook seems to be screens. And I it, wonder... That feels conservative. Yes. Like, people were tweeting and calling them the Carolina screenthers. Yes, that feels right. Do you think that is about Reich not trusting Bryce Young, or do you think that's about Reich not trusting the offensive line? Maybe he just thinks they're great play calls. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, look, I mean, there yeah. was some good to come of it, right? Like, I think that is as yeah. effective as they use Terrence Marshall all year. Yeah, for sure. And Chuba can get, a, even Sanders has yes. been able to have more success off the screens and the dump offs when he's like, you know, the, the emergency option yeah. than he does running it in the traditional way. <laughs> yes, 100%. So perhaps you do that. And we just, we call it a pass, but we have to, we can think of it as a run between ourselves. To me, if you want, it's crazy that they even <laughs> run him up the middle because that is how Philadelphia used him last year in the best season of his career. Right. I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand it. And I don't understand, frankly, a lot of what they're doing or not yeah. doing. I don't really get it because, like, the other part of it too is like th that game ends. And then all of a sudden, what begins? The Eagles commanders mm -hmm. game. And you got a guy like in Sam Howell who, you know, maybe is figuring things out. He does. He ends up leading them on like a game yeah. tying drive. But Ron Rivera, we all knew he wasn't going for two. <laughs> the riverboat is a lie, yes. people. I'm sorry. Or he's using it ironically, which he's not. But I, that's how I take it now. It's 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 just a name at this point. Can I like this is this is something I've never. But they figured out about. a way to make something work on offense despite not having a lot of the issues the Panthers yeah. do. Uh, I, I want to ask you a question, and this is like not just to you, my friend Lauren, who is a Panthers fan. This is to Panthers fans in general. Can we accept that Ron Rivera is not a good coach? Oh, I already knew that. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, the the what made Ron great was nothing about like his X and O. Anyway, what made Ron great? A, he did not care about hiring a coordinator to defer to on okay. offense. He just didn't care. It didn't. He never bothered his ego. You know, even yeah, the yeah, defensive yeah. coordinators who give tons of credit to, he was okay with letting people delegate for one. Uh -huh. For another, look, it can't be undersold that he was a good locker. Like the guys loved him and loved sure. playing for him, and I think he resolved probably a lot of disputes internally because the guys respected him so much. That's that's not nothing in the NFL. No, it's not. And and look, I think some of my especially like... Especially when you have Matt Rula right after, who I'm uh, sure no one respected. You know what? I would also say, especially when your boss is Dave Gettleman. Uh, because, I, I don't uh, know, man. Like, I, to me, I look back at that era of Panthers football and say, what made that team great? Cam, the end. 100%. You know? Like, I, I don't even know that you really needed coaching. That's probably 
what is frustrating for a lot of Panthers fans about finally having another number one pick first uh, franchise quarterback. Hiring an offensive coach. Yes. Which is something I believe it's only the second time they've done. Seifert would be the other. And did Seifert end up being bad? But, (laughs) you know, at least they tried. And that's the thing that I think frustrates a lot of people is there are a lot of similar things that have happened throughout this franchise for a long time that everyone is tired of seeing. We're tired of seeing you have to burn a timeout in the first half or take a delay of game because you don't know what you're doing on that third uh, again going back to the third offensive drive that, that was a Rivera what was special it? Was it third, Rivera and second, and third and two I mean yes they, they take a you can't they like, take a delay on oh my god that was like and that's on that's on Bryce right like that's on the quarterback it, not it, getting yeah, the thing I mean, not getting the play moving I when wonder is, too like I'm not even joking yeah. because this happened so much with Cam and Rivera mm-hmm. and I think it was probably a little both in that instance maybe more Cam I don't know but either way it happened so much that people were like can they not see the clock <laughs> you know when Bryce goes to the, and this is why I say it's on Bryce and and this is yeah, yeah, to yeah. your point like a really good question because he's got them at the line and he's calling out the cadence with six seconds on the play clock. Here's my other How thing, too. How do you too. let it get all the way to zero? Here's my other thing, too. How many options are we trotting out there with? Yeah, good question. We haven't seen many. <laughs> Why is this so complicated? Yeah. Run the sad run play. Okay, break. Yeah, that's the one. Let's try to complete a pass downfield as everyone, you know. Okay, well, let's try it. Yeah. Ready, break. Like, that's it. There is a second episode of this podcast every single week on Thursdays. Join me and a guest for the midweek talk through. We look back at what Bryce and the Panthers did on Sunday, and we talk about how it will relate to the upcoming game. Midweek talk through comes out every single Thursday on YouTube and on the podcast feeds. I wish I could preview a guest for you this week. But I have a yes from somebody and a maybe from someone more famous. So <laughs> I hope neither listen. Yeah, well, I'm sure they don't. Well, at least the less famous person. Right, right. So we'll see. Find out. We'll find out together on Thursday. And those of you that listen to the Tuesday podcast will know, oh, that's what happened. All right, Lauren, I want to circle back on that first drive because, again, I told you that there was never a point in this game where I thought they were going to win. And a big part of it was... They settle for a field goal on on that first drive. Like, I don't... Well, that's what they do. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say, like, goals. it's hopeless, but, man, the closer they got to the end zone, the more conservative the play calling got. Yes. And that's saying something, because it's not like the play calling was wild before that. The closer they got to the end zone, the more they acted like they wanted to be going the opposite way. I, I would say... I think they might be allergic to the paint. It, so... Yeah, I mean, that is a very... Only that, only whatever insult they're going towards, though. Yeah, I mean, so that is that is a more, believe it or not, like, no, as I... much as I know that's a joke, believe it or not, that is more believable yes. than what I walked away thinking yes, was, yes. does Frank Reich think it's the fourth quarter and he's just trying to kill time? Because it's only the first. Because that drive, 15 plays, 61 yards, took almost eight and a half minutes off the clock, and I, I'm sorry when you make at least we know they can take that much off for sure. But when you make that kind of progress, yeah, yeah, a field goal feels like nothing when you're already up. No, for sure, and, and it does. Although even at that point, I was like, whatever, yeah, because I'm so used to watching them just trip over themselves <laughs> in yes. the red zone that I'm like, hey, they got points. Yeah, it's all right. Like they're up ten nothing. Kirk Cousins out here throwing pick sixes and being hilarious. This will be great. It's fine. <laughs> We're not in Minnesota where a lot of the weird things happen. That's usually where you're getting a punt blocked. 
Right. I, I think the Panthers have gotten a punt blocked like their last like three trips to Minnesota. I'm not even joking. Yeah. Um. So like that's where the really weird stuff happens. So I'm sitting there like, oh, Minnesota's not that good. Like whatever. There were it's fine. There were play calls on that drive, and we but talked yeah. about the screens earlier. But like, I don't know that throwing a screen, throwing a screen is one thing. Throwing a screen to Adam Thielen seems less ideal. My issue was actually when they get the PI flag. Yeah. Uh, and then you get a fresh set of downs and you see Sanders twice. Sad yeah. Sanders runs twice. Yeah. And I said, I'm being trolled. <laughs> someone is trolling me. Someone reads my notes somehow. Someone through the internet has yeah. like found the keywords of like sad <laughs> Sanders run. And they're like, that'll upset Lauren Brownlow. Let's dial it up. Uh, I mean, I'm joking, but like, it feels like that. No, it certainly feels that way. I mean, it feels like the closer they get to the Just end try zone, anything else. the more they want to play, like, how long can we hold on to this ball? rather than just punch it in and score. And also, there is a very clear lack of trust of Bryce just going over the middle, no matter what part of the field they're in. Well, then there's also the, the issue of, like, they are... and Bra By the way, when Brady Quinn's dunking on your offense oh on national God, television and, and is right... Do you know how demoralizing? First yeah, of all, because it was to me, I lost all my dignity in that moment. So I thought about this. So on the midweek talk through last week, I had Sean Salisbury on, right? And mm -hmm. he made the point that, like, if you are, there is no reason for a Panthers fan to feel like a Jets fan because if you are a Jets fan and watching Zach Wilson, he's been doing this for three years. You know what well, he is. Well, sure, because people care about the Jets. <laughs> You're a Panthers fan watching Bryce go through this. He's four games into his career now, right? So he was saying it from a positive standpoint. But it is only days later that Brady Quinn says, this looks like Zach Wilson in New York. And it's like, man, how many times do we have to hear that name? But he also said, like, they're one of the most, like, he called out that defensive coordinators are calling them extremely predictable, yep. which, like, I mean, you know, to be fair, you or I could have said that. But we know how announcers are in these games. They don't like, they love their relationships with the coaches. Sure. They don't want to piss any of them off. And they are reluctant. So, you know what? I appreciate Brady Quinn for calling this out because how often do they gaslight you and try to be like, Oh, you know, we're really seeing progress here. Yeah. Oh, that was a bad play, but you know, they'll get it back. They won't get it back. They're terrible. Don't lie to me. I'm not an <laughs> idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because you want that coach to like you, you don't have to lie and say this is going well when it isn't. So I yeah. appreciated Brady Quinn for that, but he was talking about how they run on first down all the time, which we've also, cause I even said to you, I was like, maybe I'm just imagining it. Maybe it's not as often, but it is. No, it's it almost is. every single time. And when you do it with a guy that's only getting you a yard almost every time, if that you are setting yourself up for a third and long, almost inevitably. And to put a quarterback in that situation, it, when you do, you don't want to throw the first two plays after the fresh set of downs. You yeah. just run Sanders up for nothing twice, and then you put him in an obvious passing down because that's the other thing. They keep putting him in these obvious passing downs, being like, "All right, get us out of this." It's like, so wait, you didn't trust him the whole rest of the series, right. but now you're putting him in like a third and long and asking him to just go make a magic happen on the field, like y'all. So this week, Bryce Young in his press conference has said two things that I, I wondered if the coaching staff probably had words with him afterwards. Uh, Number one, not not knowing he was injured. That was what. Do you mean no? He exposed the big lie. Yes. Period. Yeah, no, I, listen, I told you that last week, and you said you didn't want to do this. No. Well, you know what? Because I didn't want to do it because it sounds conspiratorial and ridiculous, and it also seems like why would they lie about this? I don't know what they did. As and he basically said that. Lauren, it's not paranoid if people are after you. If people really are after you. The other thing he said uh, that I wonder if the uh, offensive staff. He's like, I don't know when I got hurt. You got a high ankle sprain, bro. Yeah. Like, stop talking to me. That's that, and that's the thing. 
with and I'm not blaming Bryce as much because I'm sure he was put up to whatever. Although sure. he was covering his own ass. No, for like, sure. He, he wasn't was. gonna go out there and lie. Yeah. And that was clear. So he was trying to be as careful as he could, but he's like, I'm not lying. I- I'll tell you the other thing he said that, like, again, it's very much to your point of like, I'm not lying. Someone asked him early in the week about why, excuse me, he wasn't looking at Hayden Hurst more. And he said, quote, that's a coaching thing. Like they run the tight ends out there and it became so pretty why, clear. Why did you get him? Not only why did you get him, why do you bother hanging on? So that Yahoo will rate your fantasy roster higher yeah. for its depth? Why do you bother <laughs> hanging on to Thomas and not letting him go if he's going to come in and be the second tight end? If every time he's on the field, aside from that one pass into traffic for some reason on the first drive, everyone knows you're not going to these He guys. got an end zone target. Yeah. Randomly, I'm like, I'm sorry. Where but, was he? But was he, he got, even here? He got an end zone target with a dude standing right in front of him. Yes. Well, yes. But it's like, why do you? Yeah, it's like, why do you have him if you're not going to use him? And he always pops up in the most random situations. I'm like, oh, I, I still sometimes forget because he was like barely used, if at all, for like years, yeah. like multiple years. And now all of a sudden he'll pop up, but it'll be in a situation there. I'm like, I don't know that I want Ian Thomas being the dude. <laughs> right. Like, I'm sorry, he's a little rusty. Y'all haven't had him do anything in a while. Maybe we could ease him back into this whole catching of the football right. thing that we're doing. Instead, he's like out there an important red zone play. And I'm like... <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. We appreciate everybody that listens to and especially watches uh, the show so that you can see Lauren go through uh, this horror in real time, wherever you are getting a young gun, please take some time to like, and subscribe and leave a comment. By the way, we have like nothing but great ratings on Apple podcasts and zero comments. One, pardon me. Uh, Tom, uh, Mr. Workrate, tell thank me to, you oh, for oh, your service. Well, if it's Tom, I know he wouldn't tell me to get back in the kitchen. No, the uh, unless he was joking. The rest of you, uh, please tell Lauren that women have no business talking sports and give us zero stars. We just need some interaction on uh, on that page. It's how more people find the show. So whether it's Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever, uh, please take time to rate, review, and leave a comment. All right, Lauren, uh, you said that at least this game was not in Minneapolis. Yeah, you, you sure about that? Because, boy, did it look and sound like it was. Listen, what was what was that? I don't want to I, I don't want to fan shame because I am somebody that like as much as all of you listening and Lauren, you know, I oh. love Alabama. Right. I don't ever want to go to a game in Tuscaloosa. It's uncomfortable. Like it's not. As... And would you go to any game in Tuscaloosa with your offense looking like that? No, absolutely not. <laughs> like, and on top of that, like I've become very comfortable watching football in my underwear with a blanket over me. You sure. can't do that at this stadium. Well, uh, you could, but so you, you could, you'd be asked to leave. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So I don't want to fan shame of the way people. Uh, my thing do was this. more about Minnesota than the fan shaming because the, it's this right, is not a more. new this is not a new story. Yeah. The Panthers fans giving their tickets away. Right. That's not a new thing. But I know. I, I, by the way, in my in my old job, having to listen to stations about the country, this was a joke I heard on Pittsburgh radio, of that you Don't, know okay. you could always get tickets for a game in Charlotte. Pittsburgh's a different thing yeah. because they live here. Like, right. cool that you made your cute joke. How many, what percentage of y'all's fan base is coming from there? They're right. not, they live here. Right. I know there are some transplants from Minnesota that live here. I don't think it's that, like, it's not like Ohio. It's not like Pennsylvania. It's not like New York. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not like that for them. And so I'm like, and they're not 
super common of a team to like have jumped on the base. Although it happens, like yeah. obviously they I, had some our, really good years. Mike I was gonna say, right, exactly. <laughs> and then like, I mean, I liked them when they had like Dante Culpepper, Randy Moss yeah. too. Like, I mean, they were fun, but it's not a team you hear very often around here that like people pick so, up on the bandwagon. So, so I'm like, where are they is, coming from? Here is the thing that I think you cannot discount about uh, Minnesota okay. is. The NFC North, and I say this, by the way, as somebody that really, really likes Chicago and even likes Minneapolis to a certain extent. Oh, the cities. Yeah. yeah. People leave those cities all the time. Oh, for sure. No, I'm not saying they so, don't. Like, and like Chicago is another one where yes, there's plenty. Chica- yeah, I mean, like, here in Raleigh, if there's, there's a, a Bears game. Like if they're, the Bears played here, I'd be stunned if it weren't like mostly Bears fans yes. at this point. Like Cowboys, obviously, too. Similar reasons. Commanders, even. You will see at least a 50-50 crowd because yep. that was the team a lot of people rooted for around here before the Panthers. I, guys, I know plenty of people that never made yeah. uh, never made the switch. I, I guess my <laughs> question fair, is. It's one evil for another for them. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I guess the thing that I look at this and think is, and again, I don't want to shame any fans. You don't owe uh, the franchise anything other than the money you paid. This is this has to be really demoralizing for a a rookie quarterback and b what is mostly a new roster of skill position guys. Like it's rough, man. Yeah, but okay. Do you think those like do you think Thielen? Uh, Hayden Hurst and Sanders. Do you think they sit around together and look at themselves and they're like, we're, we're great. Like we are the no, difference. I, I, like they have to even know amongst themselves. That, no, like, I don't, but they're, I do they're think, not a draw. I do think you walk into that environment in your own stadium and like Thielen and, and Hurst are really good examples. And I guess Sanders too, even though, you know, he's not contributing much. There does have to be an element of why did I come here? Like, nobody cares if we're good or bad. Dimitri, I have that feeling sometimes watching the football <laughs> games from my house. Where I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? I'm in pain. Yeah. I'm in pain watching this. I need an eye wash. I'm probably putting something toxic into my body by watching all these football games. And yet here I still go. And here's the other part of it too, right? Like it is great that the defense is really good. Sure. It's awesome. It's going to help them a lot. It's fun to watch. I adore them. I love them. I really do. But it is always going to be more difficult, no matter what level of football you're talking about, to watch your team struggle on offense yep. than it is to watch your team struggle. Like you, you see Carolina fans like UNC locally. You think they were sitting out games because their defense was trash last? No, because yeah, no. they had a great quarterback. Yeah, they don't care about the defense. Yeah. I mean, they care. You know, obviously, because it's going to keep you from a championship, right? Panthers just trying to win games right now. They can't even move the football towards the painted area yeah. and get it in there sometimes. So how do you feel like you can go to a game and have any hope no, that your it, team's going to do anything? And listen, I don't I, I don't want to do the, A, I think fan shaming is this dumb, lame, oh, it's stupid. stupid thing. What, what do you, you know, really you should shame them, the ones that continue to show up when your team, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Yeah, it tells Dave Tepper, this is okay. This is completely acceptable. I mean, I had that thought, no offense, like on the college level, a little bit about like the Virginia Tech people. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, it's cool. I know you guys love your school and that is awesome. And it's cool that you guys showed up like this in a night game where they need you and you guys got to win. And it's, it's great. But at the same time, like, Ooh, why? I mean, it's it, a big part of that has to be oh, like, it's Blacksburg. Yeah, exactly. Okay, what fair. else are we going to do at Blacksburg? We've already bought meth this week. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not doing, I've, I've, I'm not doing that. I've no. never, I haven't been there long enough to properly judge. I've only been to hoity toity sharp. Yeah. So. No, I've, I've never been. I just, I've been to a game there, but we didn't stay. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. We just didn't have a chance to stay, but like, yeah, the, 
I know it is so much more enjoyable to watch football from your house now. And I know that the people that watch this show, the people that call our buddy Mac on, you know, Monday mornings, I know those people really care about the team. I'm not saying like even the Jaguars have fans right now. Many of them live in London, but even even that team has fans. I just don't get it, man. I, I just don't get the. I don't know. I, I've just I've never seen it that overwhelming before to a team, to your point, that's yeah. like, that's not the Giants. That's not the Cowboys. Cool. That's not the Steelers. David Tepper cares a lot about things like that. So I hope he feels embarrassed and ashamed. Oh, I'm sure he'll book Jason Aldean and that'll make it all better. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that he brings music to Charlotte. <laughs> sure. It never existed there before. No, it didn't. And he brought he brought music to the town. Yes. I'm sure they made a musical about this. That's, I want to say all the times I've seen Pearl Jam there. I thought I was and in he Charlotte. learned to love. Turns out he did that. In, yeah, turns out I was in a different dimension. <laughs> We're in Schmigadoon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I love that show. I love that show so much. Sally, uh Sally bailed on the second season. So I haven't watched <gasps> the entire second season, but oh. I really enjoyed the first season a lot. It- get into chicago oh i know i saw i saw the first episode (laughs) that's what i start calling the bears oh yeah until they win a game yeah does that make carolina schmarlet the schmanthers no schmanthers works the screenthers maybe until further notice the screenthers quarterback by schmai schmung at the moment (laughs) yes exactly god it hurts my heart to say that All right, this show is largely about the quarterback and the offense, but Lauren, we've got to talk about something good. Let's talk about the defense on Sunday because they looked awesome. Yes, they did. I mean, I get they gave up touchdowns, but the good was so much better than the bad, and we need that right now being married to watching this team. Yes, they they. It, they make me happy to watch. It's not enough to overcome how sad the offense is, but yeah. they, but like they're so fun. I mean, that pick six. Oh, I, dude! Not only the pick six, but the, the block. The, yeah, the block. The, the block, block on great. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I have watched it so many times. Jeremy Chin's sack. Yes, I mean he, he play, came. He always plays well against the Vikings. He came blazing weird. out of the backfield. Yes, to make that play. And then the other thing I want to make note of. And I can do this because Justin Jefferson did not get hurt. But Jamison's hit on Jefferson when Jefferson had just been yeah, victimizing that hit was them. like, wow, that was a message delivered that the defense needed to send at that moment. My only complaint with the defense in the first half and really, they scored like there's yes. nothing. There's nothing more you can ask of that defense. They scored as many touchdowns as the offense did. Yes. Or actually yes. more. <laughs> more touchdowns. I'm than sorry. The offense did. More. Oh, the. My only complaint about the defense in the first half, and this had nothing to do with the defense, it was that fumbled sack that, or I'm sorry, that fumbled snap that uh, Kirk Cousins fell back on top of. Him giggling at the bottom of the pile is so demoralizing. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's because it's Kirk Cousins. I don't know if it's because it's of his dumb it's face. It, it's, well, yeah. But him giggling at the bottom of the pile was like, oh, that that kind of feels insulting. Well. You know, I mean, that's the thing, though. You watch this pan, and that's what stinks for this defense is you watch this Panthers team and you're like, okay, well, we know exactly what we have to do to beat them. Even if you're a terrible team, it doesn't matter. Right. Like Vikings came into that 0 3. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. All you have to do is sit on the run game. You're not scared of their receivers. You just make sure nobody gets behind you, Mm -hmm. which is relatively simple. You're good. Um, You just watch them just run into the line of scrimmage and fall down are we and punt it 
are we looking at a like are the bears going to have picks number one and two this year in the draft i i didn't I, that didn't even dawn on me until you said it the has vikings also it. came in I've at zero and three i've been thinking about it and good lord yeah it would be it would it sure would be nice to be in a position to get marvin harrison jr who yeah exactly that's how you have to look at it or else it's going to drive you insane no i'm sorry i just don't say that that family name oh i see i know better <laughs> harvin marison jr would be great yes but uh, any receiver well the, did you see the ian rapaport report though the ian rapaport tweet uh, which one was late last week and it was basically like panthers are letting me know that they're not rebuilding and they're contending for this year and they're gonna try to make a trade for a wide receiver i'm sorry oh yeah, yeah i did what? see that Yes. Trade implies Agreed. you have something to give to your trading partner or besides a, good cheer. Here's a question for you. <laughs> if you're smile. if you're building or if you are competing for this year. Yes. What is your idea of a receiver worth trading for? Also, what does that look like for you exactly? Yeah. You're well, this is before they were 0 and 4, but still they're 0 and 3. Yeah. Their offense is clearly going to be at least pretty pedestrian the rest of the year even if you fix some of it. Yeah. Your defense is good, but everybody's getting hurt all over the place, and you probably don't have the depth to withstand a full. So what? 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 To what end? Yeah, no, what, I'm, I'm with you. Where do you think you're going? I'm with you. You're I, not in rebuild mode. Okay, what are you doing then? Like I, I get, I get at the beginning of the year thinking we can compete for this year, but clearly the Buccaneers didn't take the step back we thought. You've already lost to both the Falcons I'm, and the Saints. Like, this, the, 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 why have you not changed your mindset? The universe is trolling me with the Baker Mayfield stuff. That's oh, God, it's, it's I, demoralizing, I it. right? I hate every second of it, and I want it to go away. Anyways, <laughs> that's fine. It's just like yet another thing to just stick under my fingernails. Yeah. You know? And it's like, that's the thing. I watch other teams play football, and sometimes they seem to find the end zone. Yeah. And I go, well, that looks fun. Can't we do that a little more? And every week they say, maybe once yeah. or not at all. And I go, okay, why, I, why, what, what are we doing? I worry this you is, you can't even score points. Who are you going to beat to make a playoff run? Exactly, no, for sure. When you cannot put points on the scoreboard. Right. Before you start thinking about competing in the division, perhaps think about competing in a game, in a game. Right. I mean, that could be cool. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you should try it. Are they going to mortgage their future the way the Rams did? Who, by the way, at least got a Super Bowl out of it. Um, are they going to mortgage their future the way the Rams did for Frank Reich to keep calling the offense the way he's calling it? Because well, I certainly hope he's not going to call it the way he's been calling it. That seems like I a waste of your money. That also seems like a waste of literally everyone's time on earth, including his own. Yeah. Why would you keep calling the offense this way? Yeah. <laughs> literally. I'm sorry. Why? Do you yeah. want everyone to think you're bad at it? Well, you're starting to accomplish that mission, sir. <laughs> right. Maybe this is a psyop. Right. So know. far, I'm not seeing the Frank Reich that developed Carson Wentz for the one or two good years he had in Philadelphia. I'm seeing the dude that got fired in Indianapolis. Right. And the then, then literally seconds after the game, there's the dude I wanted. The last two coaching hires, offensive coordinating a yeah. team with a lot of the same limitations the Panthers have with the bad O-line. I think their best receiver is Deami Brown out of UNC. I like Deami. He was a great player in college. He's still like a good player in the NFL, but like I don't think that's a guy you want is like your number one. I'm sure there's someone else that I'm not remembering their name. That's actually their number one receiver. <laughs> Probably someone help me. I don't know. But either way, they have a lot of the same limitations and you have a guy who's an offensive mind who is figuring out a way to adapt, adapt and make changes. Yeah. 
that's the other thing. I'm like, are we doing any of that? No. No, you're still calling like the same three plays on a loop for eternity. Those are the only three plays I'll say I'll see like for the rest of my life. I look forward to the Jeff Saturday era of Carolina Panthers football based on this Frank Reich being the one we get. I mean, here's my thing. I just all I ever wanted was an offensive minded coach. Yeah, that's you know that about me. Yeah, because I've had to watch all of these defensive minded dudes express their open disdain for the offense john fox hi yes uh, you know the other side of the ball not just a dislike not just a dismissal Ugh, offense <laughs> yuck i don't want to do any of that <laughs> we've had to watch that for years and years yeah. and like as great as some of the defenses have been and they have it's so frustrating to watch your team not move the football <laughs> you feel like you're playing a different sport especially now like it's only gotten worse you know compared to like early 2000s whatever like late 90s to watch your team not move the football was not as big of a deal. Yeah. Because you could probably still win some of those. That's not happening now. No. You have to put points on the magical scoreboard. <laughs> why? Why? Oh, I just want them to score touchdowns. Like, why? Why? I don't understand it. 